This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm here in person. We're back in person. Without a baby by my side. <laughs> yeah, you've you've left the baby in my living room for the night. Uh, everything <laughs> I, I would, should be okay. I would never bring my baby here. I put away all my forks so that the baby doesn't stick any forks into electrical outlets as babies are wont to do. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't let my baby have forks. Uh, I didn't listen to that episode. Did you cut around your baby crying? Mostly. <laughs> um, some real uh, mixed reviews on my son's uh, appearance. Some people like to come to this show, Tim, uh, because it's adults only. Yeah. They they like that, that vibe to it. Yeah, you, know, you always it, try to make it real sexy. <laughs> I try and make it exclusively adults only. Yeah. Not not this shit where it's like, ah, oh, you can come if you're under 17 if you're with a parent. No. You can't. You won't it'll it'll damage you. You won't be the same afterwards. Um, we've been doing this so long. Sometimes we do get like emails being like Oh yeah, I learned. I started listening to you when I was eleven years old because <laughs> my dad was a big fan. Yeah, my dad's a thousand now. My dad's <laughs> my dad's died of old age in <laughs> yeah, a nursing home, and now I'm uh, the CEO of Chase Bank. <laughs> yeah, the CEO of Chase Bank loves it. Is that Jamie Diamond? <laughs> That's Jamie Diamond. Yeah, Great he's man. always we love him, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm just I want him to invite me out to one of his uh, band shows. Is he in a band? Is he one of these yeah, guys? Yeah, Timmy's one of these guys. He's got a band. Uh, he's he's not just the CEO of Chase. No, he's cool. Yeah, he's not just the CEO of one of the biggest banks in the world. Uh, he's also a musician that surely gets gigs because of his music uh, yeah. and, and not anything else. Like that Goldman Sachs guy that's like, oh, oh I'm a DJ in the yeah. Hamptons. It's just like... Uh, yeah, they have to be nice to you there. <laughs> yeah. And also you're DJing for a bunch of like Other the, the worst rich. people on earth. Yeah. Well, and it's probably, I bet that that guy gets like rave reviews from the parties that he DJs yeah, at. Do you think he just plays like celebrate? Do you think he's just like a, like a, a, a bar mitzvah DJ? DJ? Yeah. Probably, I me mean, probably because that guy's what? He's got to be in his 50s, 60s, right? Probably, I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. He's cool. Yeah. So it, he's probably playing these Hamptons parties that are full of like 70-year-olds. Yeah, that are hearing like mm. uh, uh, Lionel Richie and being like, oh, well, I don't, this new music's a little <laughs> scary to me, but I but I kind of like it. It's got a beat you can tap your foot to. Yeah. Tim, yeah. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, bring up another uh, another very common criticism of last week's episode, snack mixes. Oh, no. I don't uh, like to be criticized, though. <laughs> I know you don't. Criticize my son and his crying all you want. <laughs> but uh, don't come for me. An overwhelming amount of people upset that we did not mention Gard- Gardetto's. Yeah, Gardetto's mix. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had Gardetto's. No, maybe. it sounds... Is it a regional thing? Do they not have it around here? It's made by General Mills. Oh, I thought it was a uh, UK thing. No, it's apparently made by General Mills. It looks like it looks like the store brand of Chex Mix, hmm. which I'm, well, again, I'm saying that and I'm just going to get more angry uh, yeah. comments directed my way, but... 
But, you know, the, like, the, I call them like I see them. Here's Gardetto's first mistake. Their website isn't loading for me. <laughs> so get a new Come webmaster, on. Gardetto's. Yeah. Um, this is just checks mixed without the checks, and it looks like uh, really uh, going hard on the uh, rye, rye chips. chips. Yeah. Which, like, come on. Which I'm not, yeah, I'm not necessarily into. Um, I think I have had this. This is good. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure, I'm sure it's sure not disgusting. In, but I doubt it's like. Uh, bowls that were placed out at depressing bars <laughs> at some point that I've been in at some I'm point. I'm sure I've had this Gardetto's at a funeral home yeah. once or twice. But, um, but Oh, but, yeah. They gave this out at the hospice while my uh, <laughs> grandfather was passing away. But they, it doesn't look like. The, the, the way people were angry. I thought this was going to be some kind of like, oh, no, you haven't lived if you're yeah. just uh, eating Chex Mix. But people are like that about like uh, same thing that people I love to tell you about how Hydrox are better than Oreos. <laughs> Who says that? Be- a you, lot this, of people Tom, say that. This is a straw man argument <laughs> if I've ever heard one. And, and my thing is like, I don't know. It's fine. There's only so good any of this stuff can be. That's how I feel about anything. Yeah. There's, a, there's an upper limit to how good anything is. Yeah. Unless you're like uh, drunk or something, then things get then things taste better if you're yeah. drunk and hungry. But uh, ingredients aren't going to change the way how something's made. That's not going to change whether I like it or not. Tom, let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Are you a, are you familiar mm-hmm. with the Mister Blank uh, like uh, <laughs> deli slash bodegas all over um, Brooklyn? I don't think so. Like, Mr. and then a it's name? Like Mr. Avocado, uh, uh, Mr. Coco, Mr. Okay. Lemon. Yeah, Mr. sure. <laughs> there, there aren't any around here, I think, but I, I don't really pay attention to names of like bodegas. Right. Okay. It's kind of like it's it's like a bodega, but it's like a little higher end. Like you can't get like um like all the snacks it's there like are like little, elevated snacks. Yeah, like you can't okay. get a munchies, but you can get it's like, like a little bit bigger and it's almost like a supermarket like a like a grocery store, but not yeah, quite. Yeah. Um like they don't have Cheez Its, but they have Amy's Cheddar yeah, Cheddar yeah. Bunnies. Yeah, I know the kind of right? place you're talking about. Um okay. Went in. Mm-hmm. I wanted an Elio's pizza the other night. I was drunk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Came home. <laughs> You wouldn't here. believe it. No place makes Elio's pizzas to go. Yeah, the, so I went to their freezer section. Uh-huh, right. No Elio's pizza. Did they have any kind of frozen? Yes. Okay. Amy's frozen pizza. So right. Amy's is like the organic brand. Yeah, yeah. Union oh. Busters, from what I hear oh, this really? week. Uh, but uh, take that with a grain of salt. I never know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> a, l- a little more expensive than... Uh, other brands. Yeah, and now it was it was more like a tombstone pizza, okay. not not an Elio's. Okay. Like it was round and it was uh-huh. it fed me and my wife. Right. For like a late night snack. Right. And your baby just had to sit there. He slept. He sleep Tom, he's, he goes to bed at seven PM every day. <laughs> it's wild. He doesn't even care. It's yeah, light out. He doesn't even watch primetime television. No, he doesn't even know about like as like the TGIF lineup. He's wow. never heard of SNCC. Yeah, well, hopefully they're still around by the time he's old enough to watch them. <laughs> um, they'll probably be back by then. Tom, probably, some yeah. Retro station. Um, all right. You got a, a Amy's pizza. Yeah. Bring it up to the counter. Uh huh. I'm already in, right? <laughs> right. How much do you think this this Amy's <laughs> oh, pizza? Oh, I was got? gonna say also. 
Sometimes those places will charge like unbelievable yeah. prices. Yeah. I'm gonna say twenty two dollars. Okay, no, no. Oh, okay. Thirteen ninety nine. Okay, that's but still for up there. A like plain cheese. Yeah. It tasted like an Elio's pizza, which is to say delicious. Right. But like you can get like a box the of Elio's Elio. lately, Tim, have really been going light on the cheese. I don't mind that. It's not about the cheese. The cheese it's is not about bad. The cheese. Yeah. The the Elio's pizza is not about the cheese because the cheese is <laughs> the worst crap yeah, on but earth. Everything about it's bad. At least cheese is cheese. Yeah, I don't know. The sauce has a nice uh, spice to it. It's kind of like yeah, ketchup. It's all right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, it's like my grandma back in the old country used to make. I was ashamed. I had to like I I scratched off the uh, the <laughs> price tag on the way home, so, so my wife, wife wouldn't be like, "You spent fourteen dollars yeah. on this piece of crap." Uh, I guess I'm sleeping on the couch yeah, tonight. Exactly. Yeah, she's always she's hitting me over the head with a freaking rolling pin for bringing home <laughs> You're high price too much frozen on the food. frozen pizza. Yeah. Um, what were you doing stumbling home drunk the other day? I was coming I home from your house. You. That, you weren't here last week. It wasn't last week. Tim, was like, I'm not your wife. You don't have to lie to me. It was like two weeks. It was the last time I was here. <laughs> okay. Tim, I could send you home Tom, with a frozen pizza from got, here if you'd like. I got news for you. This is the only place I go. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere else in two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're the only person that ever uh, comes over. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tim, I was also going to complain to you. Uh, we'll get yeah, all. Let's the... apologize. Let's formally apologize about Gardetto. Yeah, we're sorry about um, Gardetto. If, you work if I the... see it, I'll try it. Yeah, if you want to send it to us, um, Tom, what's your home like address? More of a pain in the ass. Now we have a PO box. No, but you want it to come straight here. <laughs> I want it to come fresh. Um, no, I'll keep an eye out for it myself. Mm. I think I might have seen it at the supermarket. Yeah. Now that I think about it. You. It's got like a black bag. No, it's like no, brown. No, I saw something else then. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> what what cool freaking thing is in a black bag? Uh, ooh, those late night deli potato yeah, chips. Yeah, those from, are in a black yeah. bag. Okay, uh, sorry. After dark stuff. Tim, I think I'm losing my eyesight. Oh, no. Not permanently. Not, not uh, for everything. But uh, I think I'm going to have to get glasses soon. And I'm trying to wait to see if we can get a Warby Parker sponsorship again. Mm. <laughs> but uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but I'm finally noticing that I have to... The the same thing that I you made fun of thing? Mr. Beans for, for Rowan Atkinson, I'm having to hold things far away to be able to read them now. Wow, Tom. Not super far away, but like further away than I have. Like it's gotten to the point where I notice it, where I'm like, "What the hell?" I used to be able to read things this. You close had to, to hold me. things at a full arm's length. No, away. not at a full arm's length, but like small print. Uh, and then I was looking it up, and uh, yeah, apparently, like once you're forty, uh, it happens to literally everybody. Your your eye, your your I don't know, some part of your eye gets hard. I think uh-huh. it hardens. It's terrifying. Why don't, you just, it's, uh, why don't they squirt it? Why don't they figure out a way to squirt it? Oh, well, you know, maybe I'll go to the doctor at uh, Warby Parker and ask, hey, is there a way you could just uh, squirt my eye and yeah. I can see better after that? Um, odds are you'll probably say, I never thought of that, but yes. <laughs> the the part of my eye that's hardening up, can you just... Uh, yeah, keep it moist. Keep it moist or maybe use like a hair dryer to soften it back up, something like that. But I didn't realize... 
Because, you know, of course, it's like a, you know, a, a thing everybody makes fun of that old people have to wear glasses. <laughs> Every, uh, old, it's fun to, to dunk on old people until yeah. you become one. Nice glasses, like, idiot. Yeah. Um, now you're like, oh my God, it's true. Old people do need glasses. Yeah, we've seen every old person. But I didn't know that there's lives. literally like a line that's like, once you turn 40, you're probably yeah. going to need glasses to read. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. I, I would just stop reading, Tom. I've, I I've stopped reading altogether, Tim. I refuse to even read Don't signs. Don't get into big glasses. Yeah. That's probably why I couldn't find these Gardettos. I was just looking <laughs> for a black bag this whole time. Tim, this week we are talking about uh, infomercials. This suggestion came from Ian Manka on our Patreon. Hey, thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ian. We did. Ian, it. I heard you in the audience on an episode of Doug Loves Movies about ten years ago. <laughs> wow! Look at that! Look at that poll, Tim. Did you turn into some kind of Rain Man? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember it because, like, uh, Ian Manka has been a long time yeah. listener. Mm-hmm. Wrote in a few times over the years. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, a wonderful patron mm-hmm. uh, of the like arts. all of our patrons. Exactly. Um, and then I was listening to Doug Lo- and it was like a long time, because when's yeah. the last time I listened to Doug Loves Movies? I don't know. You don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, maybe um, Ian Manka knows. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, what's your name? And he was like, Ian Manka? And I was like, I know that guy. I felt it was starstruck. Hey, that's our listener, Doug. <laughs> yeah, Doug, hands, hands off. off. Uh, Ian, what are you doing? Yeah. I thought you were loyal to us. What the heck? Next, next thing I find out, uh, somebody else that listens to this podcast listens to other podcasts. Yeah, that's BS, man. If you that- listen to another <laughs> podcast, I got news for you. Make a choice. Yeah. Make a decision for once in your life. Uh, I don't listen to many podcasts. I, I realize. I know you do, but you know like people I- always ask me whenever we do live shows, like, what podcast do you listen to? I'm like, uh, is Ricky Gervais still doing his? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you gotta. My number one pet peeve uh-huh. is podcasters, people who like primarily make their living doing a podcast yeah. and being like, I don't listen to podcasts. They're stupid. Well, I listen to podcasts, but I listen to like nerd podcasts, yeah, like that's tech a podcast. podcasts and stuff. Yeah, you're a nerd and a techie. But I want people to think I'm cool, a Tim. Friendless virgin. <laughs> what what podcast should I listen to so people think I'm cool? Does Maxim have a podcast I can listen Ooh, to? Maybe Stuff. Stuff, stuff yeah. Magazine. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I used to be a Maxim guy, but then I got real into Stuff. <laughs> Stuff was more uh, oriented towards gear, if I yeah. re- if I recall. Um, it, but it made still had consumerism some sexy. <laughs> Before that, consumerism <laughs> was gross. Nobody liked it. <laughs> Do you remember when the uh, issue of Wired came out? We were uh, living in Greenpoint town. We were roommates, mm-hmm. um, and I think you had a Wired subscription. Yeah, you thought probably. it was it was called Weird, and you were like, <laughs> yeah, oh, buy, a, yeah, magazine every month with uh, weird stuff in it. Sign me up. But they put. Ham from the office nude on the cover. <laughs> I don't remember this. And it was like, this isn't fitting with the, it was Pam from the office. It was like at like probably season two or three of the office okay. too. Mm-hmm. It's like, is she trying to change her image? Yeah. Does she not want to be associated with Pam? Right. And, it's like, and also, why is Wired putting a naked lady on the cover of their Yeah, I vaguely. Magazine? I mean, it wasn't like full frontal nudity. No. Right? She had something in like, front of her. Like there was like words covering like the naughty bits. As oh, it wow. Were. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, look into that on my own time. Yeah. Please don't. 
take. You know what? I'm going to grind the show to a halt here <laughs> and go look that up. Uh, Tim, we're talking about infomercials today, which I find I think is uh, kind of appropriate for us to be doing right now because apparently infomercials do well during recessions. Yeah. They're, they're, they're somewhat not, not necessarily recession proof. I think there's something that, that becomes bigger during recessions thrives in succession in recessions, recessions. <laughs> not successions uh rather than just uh, merely think, survives where mm-hmm. are you pro or anti infomercials i think i'm pro infomercials. i'm very pro infomercial tom let me just uh, oh okay oh is her head photoshopped on somebody else's body i think so yeah. i don't know it doesn't matter it's also like she's naked, but like you don't see anything that you wouldn't in a if she were wearing a dress. Yeah, I, I know. I'm you just see saying... one hip, a little bit of one hip. Right, and but the whole thing was like that. Was, there was like an overlay where she had clothes on and so uh-huh. get naked. Yeah. So anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. Um, uh, not the magazine. The <laughs> magazine is wired, but right. it's not like it was out of character for both the, both the magazine and uh, the actress. Yeah, I um, remember you saying this episode, this issue. They should have called it Weird Magazine, <laughs> yeah. and you were like, "Yeah, I mean, that's what I freaking subscribe to." <laughs> they should call every <laughs> issue. Weird that's what the man who signed me up said it was. Yeah. You know, you open your door for a guy, a door-to-door magazine salesman, and you expect him to be honest. Uh, Tim, so we're talking about infomercials. Um, I I don't know what, what uh, material you have prepared, but I got a list of the top 10 infomercials from uh, HowStuffWorks.com, uh, a website and podcast we are frequently confused with. <laughs> yeah, it's good that you, that you did that, Tom. <laughs> I want to make the distinction, Tom. I uh-huh. think infomercials are um, great entertainment. I would watch. Yes. I think they're... Uh, they're better than most scripted um, <laughs> fiction shows. Yeah. Um, they're honest. Well, they're not honest. They're not about honest. The what are you talking about? That's like the, the thing that they're famous <laughs> right, they're for not, not honest, being. But you know what? They're there to try to get you to buy To try something. and sell you something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Some aren't, by the way. Like Montel Williams did a bunch of infomercials that looked like his TV show, but were about... But the FCC requires you to be like, this is a paid advertisement right. for, and then you have to say the product But what name. if the bottom of your TV where that part uh, is displayed is broken? Well, then, brother, you need to buy a new TV. But here's here's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I, I looked up a lot of these best infomercials lists yeah, or best uh-huh. infomercial or funniest infomercial products. I disagree with the definition um, that classifies anything an infomercial that is not 30 or 60 minutes long or 28, 30 and 58, 30. Um, I I agree. A commercial that advertises a product that is direct response where you just, uh, yeah, that's a different direct response. Commercials are things that, uh, yeah, that are advertised just on TV. You have to call up or go to a website to order it. Not found in stores. Right. Uh, which are which can be great on their own, exactly. But people are like, "Oh, the Snuggie is one of the best infomercial mm-hmm. products." 
That was just a commercial nah, with a there, phone number. There was number an infomercial for Snuggies. Was there? Yeah, there was a there thirty. Was. There was a twenty-eight minute and thirty-second. Yeah, or I, and 30 I'm second. pretty sure I remember because I remember like host having Snuggies on. No, you know what happened? What? Oh, the everybody's The Today Show yeah, and Good true. Morning America and every other morning show mm-hmm. got, got Snuggy fever. Yeah, they didn't even need to buy the airtime. The news reported on it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, did you see these commercials for uh, the news, like the Today Show being like, it's Amazon Prime Day tomorrow. Tune into I, I know, you've the talked Today about Show. I think you talked about this last week. <laughs> yeah, it infuriated me. Well, they're just giving people what they want, Tim. That's not the news. Good Morning America. Viewers of Good Morning America want to hear about Amazon Prime Day and want to be advertised other Disney-owned properties. <laughs> All right. Sorry, um, infomercials. But I I agree with you that I'm talking when I say infomercial I'm talking uh, a full length late night, pro- usually late or night. early morning or early morning. Just they uh, come on before Saturday and Sunday morning cartoons. Yes, um, yeah, TV show length commercial, not yeah. just a regular commercial. Uh, which yeah, they're late at night or early in the morning because that's basically worthless airtime. So. Uh, they're they're it's a win-win the network's happy to sell that airtime because they're not gonna make money selling commercials on a tv show they would air during that time and if you're like up at 5 a.m watching tv you're probably in an insomniac and your your life's in shambles and you're like maybe this uh, slap chop would fix everything, Maybe. or you're just a kid waiting for Ninja Turtles or Wish Kid to. Yeah, start. but I don't. I don't think they're going after that crowd, Tim. <laughs> I think that's just a coincidence. Yeah, um, I will say they they do cite that like, um, oh, info people who run infomercials don't want to run in prime time because mm-hmm. there's so much competition. Right. Um, you want to? Yeah, get... that's the thing too. When there's nothing else on, because yeah. I remember. Especially as like a teenager being up late at night because, you know, you're just being a teen and uh, doing drugs, doing. Yeah. Doing drugs, robbing people, uh, invading homes, doing home invasions, uh, gang initiations. Yeah. Driving around with my lights off, waiting for somebody to flash their high beams at me. And then I'll murder them. I'll follow them and slit their throat so I can be in a gang. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But sometimes, uh, you know, the gang had a night off and you'd still be up late because you're used to the lifestyle by that point. Right. You're in. You're in too deep. Yeah. And you're flipping around and it's like, well, there's like old movies and reruns and then infomercials. And yeah, they, they'll draw you in because there's not there's nothing else to watch. I think that's probably why they're not as popular nowadays because the Internet's around or and, streaming, and streaming, yeah. there's always something to watch. Yeah, uh, I, they still run, but I I can't imagine they're they're as popular. They're certainly not as much uh, part of like the zeitgeist as they were no. in in the eighties and nineties. So you, what are you starting the list? I'm gonna start okay. the list if that's okay yeah. with you. Starting the list in the B segment. Yes. All right. <laughs> You're, just just calling it out. Tim, you're you're not planning on releasing a bunch of bees during this segment, are you? Is that why you called it the bee segment? I'll never tell. Just read your list. 
number 10, Ginsu Steak Knives. All right. I've never seen that infomercial. Oh, really? You know what? The... I've seen it parodied right. enough. Yeah, it was, it was famously parodied. Apparently, these uh, uh, steak knives were originally called Eversharp. And and the whole gimmick was the these steak knives don't need sharpening they they stay sharp. Uh, it didn't really work that well. And then they were like, "What if we call it Ginsu, and we have like a Japanese uh, chef using it? And then we can claim, you know, this is the '80s when Japan was thriving, and it was yeah. like, oh my goodness, Michael Crichton's like they're gonna come and ruin <laughs> the United States yeah, of America. Yeah, it was like they're gonna overtake yeah. the U.S. as the global superpower. But they were, you know, along with uh, people being afraid of them, like Michael Crichton, there were also people that were like the Japanese. They know how to make stuff. They're they're more advanced than us. They've got uh, technology. They probably, yeah, of course, they would have the technology to make a knife that never needs sharpening. Exactly. And uh, I plan to learn more about their culture by going to see the hit film Mr. Baseball <laughs> next weekend. But the uh uh the the gimmick the what made the infomercial cuz every infomercial if it, if it's not going to be a total snooze fest needs like a memorable moment in it. And the memorable moment in the Ginsu steak knives commercial was they would take a knife and one in one long shot, a oneer, they would cut Actually, I think they would cut in between. <laughs> they would drive around with their headlights <laughs> off. They would uh, cut a tin can with a knife. Yeah. Something that Feed honestly- Feed it to a billy goat right there in the studio. <laughs> honestly, something that I've never really had the no. use for. I, I rarely Did have they cut, cut through a boot also, I feel like? Maybe. But but the thing was, they, they would cut through a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know, they had a half hour to fill. They had to <laughs> cut through a lot of things. But what they would do is cut through a tin can and then right after that, cut a tomato. Because a to if you try and cut a tomato with a dull knife, you're going to squish the tomato. It's not going to exactly. uh, slice through it. Tom, and here's a tip. Think, I always cut a tomato with a serrated knife. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would work. Um, Sorry, go on. I think some of these Ginsu knives might have been serrated. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I can't imagine you'd be able to cut through a... Uh, a, a tin cam with like a, a, a non-serrated blade, right? Mm. I, I don't know. know. We'll have to look up the infomercial. But they, but they would do that, and it, it's also the kind of thing where you're impressed so they by it. Hired a Japanese actor or yeah. a chef oh, to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it was just an actor. It wasn't like a Breakfast at Tiffany's yeah. situation, yeah, though, right? No, no, no. It might have been a chef because they might have wanted somebody with like good knife skills. Yeah. I don't I don't think the chef talked on it or anything. It was just, you know, the guy was just chopping stuff up. Mm. But uh it's it's impressive, but then if you think about it, I've never cut through a tin can to begin with, yeah. let alone then cut through a tomato. Maybe any knife can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's not enough to dull a blade. Well, how, how often do you sharpen your kitchen knives? Let me ask you that. Tom? Uh, I hope I, this isn't too personal. No, it, it's good. I use like one primarily, well, primarily use one chef's knife. Uh-huh. Serrated knife, I, I'll never, like I, I use it to cut tomatoes and bread once in a while. But yeah. you, as you know, I'm carb free. <laughs> um so that doesn't come up that often. Um I would say once every 3 months. Okay. 
There's a guy, there's a uh, an old man in a truck that comes and oh, rings you, a bell. Oh, you go to the old man with the truck that rings the bell. Yeah. And uh, I just sharpen it bell, at home. And sometimes my like, co-op uh, <laughs> listener will be like, the, the man is uh, afoot. Uh-huh. And like, I'll just run outside with my <laughs> you knife. Grab all your knives and run as fast as <laughs> no, you can. No, I mean, my, my knife is, is pretty down, substantial. Down 12, 12 flights of stairs. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, it's not insubstantial, and the man phew, rakes me over the coals here. Yeah, I, I, I pay twenty dollars for him to show. What? And he always he's like, "Let me see the knife." He's an old man. Yeah, he's, he takes a look yeah. at it. For Does a he long say, time. "What have you been cutting tin cans with this?" And he looks at it from like every possible angle for like forty five full <laughs> seconds, and he'll be like. Uh, $20 for this one. It's like, I know it's $20. Yeah. And I know that every guy ahead of me online, you, you did the same thing and said $20. It's $20. Yeah. Tried to make it look like, oh, I'm t- t- being thoughtful about this and, and taking it well, on every and, and what would the difference be? It would just be you'd have to like sharpen it a little longer, the duller yeah, it is. Yeah, right? I don't know. Do you well, want, how long does it take him to actually do it? I'd say between. Two and three minutes. Okay, well, that's pretty good, Tim. That's, sparks uh, are flying. Uh, man makes like twelve hundred dollars an hour at that rate. <laughs> How often do you sharpen your knives? Uh, just when I notice that it's, uh, and I just have like a, a whetting stone that I oh, sharpen it with. See, I don't trust myself to. I don't think I. I think I'll screw up my knife if I use that. Well, Tim. You come over to my place, I'll charge you $19. I'll sharpen uh, that knife for you. <laughs> no deal. How am I going to get it here? What do you mean, how are you going to get it here? Just put it in your belt. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Ginsu knives. Let's move on to the oh, the next one I think we should wait for after the break. Okay. It's a good one. The C segment. Yeah, the C Tim. We're going to do it under the sea. Tim, I no, I I don't want to go out on a boat. There's sharks all over up and down the coast right now. Yeah. <sighs> well, you should have thought about that before you entered Yeah, the you know, game. you gave me all these segment names and I didn't really huh. think much of it. Now, uh Can I tell you I'm my favorite thing? Okay. Um as as the B segment is winding down. Oh jeez. As we count down to the uh, the major incident of the the B segment. Uh-huh. Um, uh, my favorite thing about infomercials. Uh huh. When they cut to a commercial during the infomercial. Oh, for the same product. Yeah, they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, we'll be right back," and then it'll <laughs> be like, "Does this ever happen to you?" Yeah, and then it's a commercial for the product. Yeah, and they're like, oh, "I just learned about this product." Yeah, yeah. it's like, "Yeah, oh, I see what you're doing here." You keep up the cadence of a of a network television yeah, program. Well, and and those commercials within the infomercials, that's when they get like the hard sell. You know, it, it's not in front of a studio audience. It, it, it's edited fast. It's just like, look, this feature, this feature, and it shows you all the the highlights from the program that you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Like it'll show you the knife cutting through the tin can again. Yeah. Yeah. You feel rewarded for yeah. watching the whole thing. And, Ooh, uh, oh, a reference. I yeah, get it. Yeah, it's like watching a Marvel movie. You're like, oh, yeah, I saw that. I remember that happening in another one. I love that knife. This episode is sponsored by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Uh, Tom, 
Mm-hmm. We both tried Saqqara. Yes. I like that food. Delicious stuff. It's delicious. It yeah, made me feel good. good. Saqqara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Saqqara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. Sakara's functional, plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in. From their best-selling Metabolism Super Powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs, Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. You know what Sakara uh, makes me think of? You know how like uh, like uh, celebrities and stuff uh, always look great and you're like, oh yeah, well if I had a personal chef able to make me healthy stuff that's delicious, I'd look great too. That's kind of what this is. Exactly. Uh, d- d- tell that to my uh, ninth grade social studies teacher who always <laughs> complained about Oprah. <laughs> and right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash guide to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash guide. Imagine having one extra day a week, more time to cook healthy meals, work on that novel, or binge some uh, good reality TV. Tim, what would you do with an extra day every week? An extra day every yeah. week? What would you do? Go to the beach or something? Go I'd, to the park? No, I'd go to the amusement park. Yeah. You go to the amusement park. Uh, yeah, yeah, you go to Six Flags or Disney World yeah, every, ride every week. Batman the ride over and over again. You can get hours a season pass. Yeah. Now it's all possible with ClickUp, the productivity platform that will save you one day a week on work, guaranteed. ClickUp began with the premise that productivity was broken. There are many tools to keep track of, too many things in entirely separate ecosystems. There had to be a more productive way to get through the daily hustle. ClickUp is the one tool to house all your tasks, projects, docs, Goals, spreadsheets, and mores. ClickUp is built for teams from 1 to 1,000 plus. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It's packed with features and customization options that no other productivity tool has, so you can work the way you work best. Whether you're in project management, engineering, sales, marketing, or HR, ClickUp has easy-to-use solutions that create a more efficient work environment. Join the more than 800,000 highly productive teams using ClickUp today. Use code GUIDE to get 15% off ClickUp's massive unlimited plan for a year, meaning you can start reclaiming your time for under $5 a month. Sign up today at ClickUp.com and use code GUIDE. Hurry, this offer ends soon. Tim, the number nine uh, infomercial on the HowStuffWorks.com list. The You realize that there is a... Oh wait, how stuff works or stuff you should know? Oh, how, how stu- stuff works is, is stuff is how stuff, stuff you should know is the show people think is our show. Yeah, but I think they're affiliated with how, stuff, how works. stuff works. Okay, so you realize there's probably a stuff you should know episode called <laughs> infomercials where they count down this very list. All right, well, it's not gonna have a segment with bees in it like this one. Yeah, uh, the Jack Lalane Power Juicer. Now, uh-huh. Tim. This is a product me and you bought together once. Yes. 
We did not buy it from the Jack Lalane. No, we bought it directly from Jack Lalane. <laughs> he was selling them out of his. Where trunk. did we get that? Was that being sold at like the drugstore? I, I think around it the corner? was. It was being sold at uh, maybe like a Target or something okay. like that. That's probably where we bought it. Now, Jack Lalane, for anybody that doesn't know, is a famous television uh, strongman. Yeah. For his 70th birthday, Tim, he swam a mile while pulling 70 boats carrying 70 people. With his goddamn teeth. Yeah. Maybe not with his teeth. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was that, pulling yeah. them with, but still, that's a long ways to yeah. pull uh, 70 boats. And he, he chalked it all up to his uh, power juicer. You know what he said? What? Never once in his life did he have dessert. Wow. What a sad way to live. <laughs> <laughs> but he was rich. Yeah. And he had boats. He, they, well, I don't know if these were his boats. These might have belonged to the they 70 people. Been. But uh, yeah, there's just like a, you know, a juicer, the, the kind of thing uh, everybody knows about. You put vegetables in, it goes and squirts out two tablespoons of juice. And then a whole bunch of pulp into this uh, thing out of the back. Yeah, and you have to clean that thing. You have to dump all that stuff out or and else sometimes it's Sometimes your get roommate real... doesn't do it, and then <laughs> fruit flies get everywhere. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes your other roommate, who's not Tim, uh, just keeps using it even though it's like fermenting in there and just smells yeah. awful. Doesn't think to wash it. Not yeah. and not Tom either. Yeah. <laughs> just just thinks I don't know that that all that pulp just disappears just mm. or or that the vegetable was turned into a hundred percent juice. <laughs> I don't know. But but I think that's like a a fairly uh normal product like lots of juicers have existed before and after the jack yeah. lalane one well jack lalane that was one of the first like take a celebrity yeah slap their name on a product and this is what infomercials were made for right well and like, and like he's a you know he, he was a good tv pitch man and exactly uh, it, get somebody charismatic there mm -hmm. and he'll show you how it works that's another hallmark of these yeah, that they show you how it works. And this is this is why, uh, Tom, mm -hmm. television, mark my words, revolutionary medium. <laughs> I think it, I think it's really got legs. This is why also, I want to say, QVC and Home Shopping Network are not infomercials either. Cause the, right, the, that's, that's kind of its yeah, own thing. They're not trying to pretend that it's, uh, it's real programming, yeah. like an infomercial is. But they do sometimes advertise these products yeah but but, but i will say mm -hmm. what also what often comes up on shark tank with Lori grenier <laughs> the queen of qvc okay is that like infomercials and qvc are great for products mm -hmm. um that aren't immediate and the the juicer doesn't fall into this but it's not immediately obvious either how useful it is yeah or like the breadth or, of or how versatile exactly it is. yeah um and if you get somebody to sit there and let you demonstrate it while they're sitting in the comfort of their own home then that's priceless yeah because a lot of these products it's uh it's not just oh it can slice vegetables it's like no it can slice it can dice it can julienne yeah. you can do all these things with it they they kind of sell you the idea that you buy this and it's going to transform your life, which again at three a.m. 
you're watching this and you're, you're like, like, well, something needs to fucking change. All <laughs> yeah. right, I guess I'll start juicing now. Well, yeah, and, and you think, well, I don't like vegetables. I don't eat a lot of vegetables, but maybe if I had a juicer, I'm going to become a health nut. Yeah, and if you got some 70-year-old freak yelling at you about how uh, you should never eat dessert yeah, and also be like, look, it makes this juice guess what? It also makes this juice. And then you're like, it makes this juice too? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's how they got us with the Jack Lame. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we were living in an apartment in Brooklyn for the first time. And it was like, we're going to be health nuts. We're going to, we're going to be big boys and we're going to eat our vegetables, but we're going to pull one over on everybody because we're not going to eat our vegetables. We're going to drink our vegetables. Yeah. Well, guess what? I put fruit in there too. Yeah, you could put fruit in there yeah. too. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't just vegetables. The fruit made everything uh, a lot more delicious. Yeah, because uh, it, it takes out everything that's not the sugar yeah. in the fruit. You can't put bananas in there. Don't, you can't don't. juice a banana. Yeah. I think the manual said it like every other page. <laughs> like, please, please, please do not put a banana in here. Bananas do not have juice. All you will do is break this machine. Yeah. Uh, the next one, number eight, I believe. The Snuggie, as you talked yeah, about. I don't know. This, everybody thought the Snuggie well, was so funny. Well, and the thing is, uh, apparently it was preceded 10 years earlier by the Slanket. Yeah, which... and it's like those Hydrox people who are like, you know, the, the <laughs> Slanket is actually uh, better, and it's uh, it was on the market first. Yeah. Well, the idea of a Snuggie, for people that don't know, is a blanket with sleeves in it, essentially. Yeah. Which isn't a terrible idea. Yeah, people were like, oh, look at the downfall of civilization. <laughs> yeah. We've It's really come to this. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a comfortable thing that you wear around the house. Yeah. Or while you're sitting on the couch. Yeah, you don't think, wear it around. Yeah, it was exclusively, it seemed, based on the infomercial for sitting on the couch. Yeah, it was a more efficient way to cover your body with more of the blanket at once. Yeah, and be able to use your hands. So yeah. I believe they would show people like eating a bowl of popcorn. Yeah, or like heavy petting. <laughs> they showed a lot of that in the infomercial. They had to fill thirty minutes, Tom. Yeah, they they they, they sell a uh, version of the Snuggie that had an extra hole in it for <laughs> heavy petting. Yeah. When you call up, please specify to the agent whether you would like one for heavy petting or not. And we well, all... assumed. <laughs> um, I never had one, but I remember like feeling them at the store and it felt bad like it yeah. felt very I mean, polyester. There were a lot of knockoffs i don't know if yeah you a, that's true brand it felt very polyester-y and i remember seeing something about like uh people putting them in the washing machine and it would come out with like just all the fuzz off oh of yeah it. i got one it was made of uh, asbestos well that's probably good tim then that's mm-hmm. fireproof didn't too. Cut, catch on fire and you know me but I feel like ultimately the Snuggie, I mean, it's kind of like a funny thing and they kind of look funny, but it's like this is solving a very minor problem of yeah. if you want a blanket to cover you completely, but you still want to use your hands. Right. Most people were fine with just taking the blanket off their upper body to use their hands for a minute or two. But it's okay. Yeah. You do what you want. Do what you want. Put a, I mean, you could also just put a sweatshirt on if your upper body's called. A lot lot of people can't afford a sweatshirt. The next one, Miss Cleo Psychic Hotline. Now, is this one that was also 30 minutes? Yes. Again, it's one that they would have 
30 second commercials but late at night they would also have half oh hour she would like do readings for people and yeah stuff. and it would have like testimonials from people that had previously had readings the miss cleo's psychic hotline miss cleo also famously uh was born in los angeles despite having like a thick caribbean accent that that added to her mystique as right. a psychic um and and she did get in trouble with the FTC at some point. Uh, I'm not sure all the specifics. But what this... happens when you call then? So it's a 900 number, right? 900 so you're charged number. essentially you by the charge. And this is the 90s, 4.99 a minute. Yikes! That's a lot of money. <clears throat> so I'm sure when you call, the first thing they do is like really try to be like, oh, and what's your name? So. <laughs> It's Miss Cleo's psychic mm-hmm. hotline. Yes. Now, is it kind of like a department store Santa Claus thing where when you when somebody answers the phone there, they're like, I work for Miss Cleo and I'm also a psychic. Yeah, I don't I don't think that Did they have to put on the I accent th- as well? Uh I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Like out back in the nineties that yes. you claim where all the waiters had to uh, Look, I'm not saying it was accent. all Outbacks, but the Outback that opened by us in Lindenhurst, I think it was, at least that first day, at least the waiter that I had, Tim, he put on an Australian accent. And Did it, you go to opening day of the Outback <laughs> Steak? Did you go to the I grand opening? No. I don't, I don't, Did you attend the ribbon cutting ceremony at the Outback Steakhouse? I don't think so. Paul Hogan it, was there. But it was very soon after it opened. Hmm. And I mean, to this day, the Outback's one of my favorite restaurants. I mean, that bread, Tom. Yeah, it's always fresh. To say nothing of the Bloomin' Onion, Tim. The Bloomin' Onion, you know, they should take that away after it's been <laughs> on your table for five minutes. Well, you know what? The, the problem with the Bloomin' Onion, uh, I want to say like a while ago I went there and you could buy Bloomin' Petals, which mm. was not an entire Bloomin' Onion. Right. Uh, but I feel like the last time I went there, they didn't have those anymore. That they nah. were like, no, we found out that like the same amount of people will just order those. So we're just going to make them buy the whole Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> and and they'll eat it. They'll eat the whole yeah. thing because you can't stop eating. Speaking of which, actually, it's... Uh, the fun- dipping sauce is good. The dipping sauce is nah. so good. That's, that's half of what makes yeah. it. Um, but speaking of which... I don't know if there were infomercials, but there were a lot of commercials around that time for like make your own blooming onion at home kits. Oh, yeah. Where it would just cut the onion up like that and then you would have to batter it. And I don't think I think it was like bake it in your oven and it will be healthier. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it'll also taste mm. not good. Yeah. Uh, it probably the blooming onion good, is one of those things good. that's just like. Don't make that at home. It's not going to be worth your while. Yeah, just go to Outback. Now they got the, the Outback to go. The, although yeah. Bloomin' Onions don't travel well. I'll say that. Yeah, you know, you know this. You've tried. <laughs> um, but yeah, Miss Cleo, so you pay four ninety nine. I don't know if they all put on a Caribbean accent. I wouldn't be surprised if like some of the top earners did, though. Yeah. And yeah, they would just uh, give you a psychic reading, which... Uh, you know, I imagine in most towns in America, you could just go find a local psychic that would give you a reading for our still too much money, but a lot less money than that. Yeah. Do you remember when an astrologer opened up in our uh, yes, town? Yes, I do. It was, it was big hubbub. Did you uh, 
Go to the astrologer? Yeah. No, I don't think I ever did. did I went you? for like a ten minute reading or oh, something wow. as a jo- as a bit like right. <laughs> Like uh, 12 years old, like, oh, I'm going to go get my fortune told or whatever. Uh, and then I got in there and then I was like, I, sh- I shouldn't have done this. Like, yeah. First of all, it's costing me $25, which wow. is like my life savings at the time or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I'm not going to like mock this guy to his face. So I yeah. just had to be like, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it was a guy. Yeah. I feel like most uh, psychics and astrologers uh, astrologers are women. Yeah. Not not the village astrologer. Yeah. Um, and uh, he uh, he told me uh, I didn't have a mom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that uh, there was like an aunt or somebody that uh, filled Raised a you? mother, a mother figure. Mm. Um. And he's like, is that accurate? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say yes? Because I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want any conflict. Yeah. Well, that's weird because I was about to say, I feel like an astrologer is an attempt to be a little more legit of like, yeah. I'm reading the star charts. Yeah. Uh, not picking up auras and talking to spirits. There was a funny article, unintentionally funny article in, uh, uh, Vice, uh, I want to say like this last week, two weeks ago, maybe about, uh, all these like online psychics complaining that people are impersonating them on Instagram and like ripping off their customers. It is very funny because it's like, it sounds like they're just better at doing what you're <laughs> yeah. doing. They're they're you know, or maybe you're trying to milk somebody for, you know, weeks and they're just like, I'm just gonna milk them all at once, and then nuke this account and move on. Yeah. But uh, but they're like, but and and people look down on us, so nobody has sympathies for us. And it's like, yeah, because you're a fucking scammer, and you're mad that somebody else is scamming your customers instead of you. Yeah. Well, you're really heated about that, <laughs> Tom. I pitched uh, uh-huh. for. We're doing two shows in London in yeah, September. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, you pitched for the New York Yankees for three <laughs> seasons. We're all very impressed. I pitched uh-huh. uh, that we hire a fortune teller to tell our fortunes on stage. Uh-huh. And you said that would be a bad idea. Um, and now I'm thinking this would just be like, it would be just like when I went to the astrologer. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, say. yeah, we'll clown on them. <laughs> and really, we'll just have to be like yeah. really polite. <laughs> too timid to, to say anything. We'll wind up paying the astrologer any money we made yeah. on the show. We'll wind up in All debt. Right. Uh, the next one, Tim, I believe this is number six. Sweating to the oldies with Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Yeah. I think Richard Simmons, a great man. Yeah. Still alive, just in hiding, kind of. There yeah. was a whole podcast I mean, about it. Yeah, I think about we should... a man who just wanted to be left alone, seemingly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the uh, the podcast postulated that perhaps uh, people don't have his best interests in mind. Yeah, people around it was like, him. What was it? A Casey Kasem situation before yeah, he died or yeah. something? Um, yeah. So I don't know, but uh. He seemed to help a lot of people. He was a relentlessly positive person. Yes, he was that's mocked. true. Oh, yeah. He was mocked relentlessly, but didn't but let he, that get to yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like Mr. Rogers knew he was being mocked, too. Yeah. He He's like, yeah, but I'm I'm speaking to the people that I care about speaking to. Yes, yeah. And they're receiving me the right way. Yeah, and, and Richard Simmons' thing was that it was like uh, very much like a fitness for everybody type yeah. thing of like, 
you know, people that are, are very overweight that don't want to go to a gym because they're embarrassed or whatever, you can, you know, and, and you don't, you, you might not know the music when you get to the aerobics class. Guess what? We got the oldies. Yeah. Everybody knows the oldies. Along about automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I work out to. <laughs> Tim, do you remember uh, John, Jonathan Bastow? Jonathan Bastow. He made Fitness Made Simple. They were DVDs you could buy. Oh, yeah. Vaguely remember that. I used to see him in the mall all the time. Oh, That's wow. it. Congrats. <laughs> He's a weird looking guy. Tom, we're not hitting on the big the big hitters here. We're getting there. We're getting... Tim, there's a countdown. We're running out of time right. here. Speaking of Casey Kasem. Tony Little's gazelle. All right. Tony Little. Yeah. Uh, the weird looking guy. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, what were those? Elliptical machines? Yeah. With, with your legs, they just swing. Yeah. And it was the gazelle. And they... A lot of the fitness stuff, the big fitness thing was... Uh, to make fitness look incredibly easy, right? Which is fair. Right. Nobody wants to work. Yeah, but also it's like uh, if if you're not at least like breaking a sweat, then you're not actually probably doing anything, right? Uh, but this gazelle thing, he made it look very easy. I imagine that would, thing's probably like exhausting to be on for more yeah. than a few minutes. It's aerobic exercise. Yeah, but uh, but it was good. But but. A, a great pitch man. He was like this really like he ripped. He was jacked. And he, it was like, you're not getting jacked by doing this. Uh, yeah. And he had a long elliptical. blonde ponytail, which looked pretty cool. And cool. and just like an insane amount of energy. Just like so you're screaming saying he's at better people. than Richard Simmons? No, but just I think was going after a different audience a little bit. Uh, a lot yeah. of overlap. But, uh, but also selling a much more expensive machine. Yeah. Um, Richard Simmons was just selling videotapes. Yeah, he's selling himself essentially. Yeah, he, he's with you the whole time. Yeah, good man. Well, that's that's true. Actually, I bet like there were a lot of satisfied customers because it was like, yeah, I like this guy. You buy the tapes and you get more. Yeah, that's exactly what this is what I signed up for. Yeah. Uh, the next one, number four, the Magic Bullet. <laughs> I bet you like this crap. <laughs> I mean, it's just a food processor, right? Yeah, I mean, some of us have a Vitamix at home. I have a, what's the one I have? A Nutribullet? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I have a Nutribullet, okay. uh, I think. Yeah, all right. But yeah. Tom, it, you know what I say to that? Psh. I'm going to punch you in the face. You say you say something like that again about my Magic Bullet, my Nutribullet. <laughs> Um, yeah, just food processor. A lot of food processor products yeah. on these things. Uh, all right, now we're getting into the big, the big boys. Number three, "Stop the Insanity" by Susan, Susan Powder. Powder. Yeah, man, did uh, the late night hosts <laughs> love her? Love Susan and, like, Powder. Saturday Night Live and Mad TV. And... She was a lady. Get this, with short, bleach blonde hair. Yeah, like a buzz cut. Yeah, and guess what? She thought everybody should stop the insanity. Yeah. What was this? It was weight loss. It was it was fitness. Also, it was right? like everything. It was like get your life together. It it was I think it was similar to like a Tony Robbins type thing. Okay. Of like a you're not happy. And again, perfect. You know, you're airing this at three a.m. 
a lot of people who were up at 3 a.m. weren't happy with some aspect of their life. And she had like an inspirational story of like being obese and I think like in debt or bankrupt or whatever and like turned her whole life around. Do you think she this worked for anybody? I'm sure it worked for some people. Yeah. I'm sure actually for like a lot of people it worked short term. Yeah. But but they weren't necessarily able to make it stick. But I think it was like a, a series of maybe like DVDs or audio cassettes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just like self-help, just motivational yeah. speaking type thing. Yeah, it seems fine. Yeah. She's back, you know. Is she, she back? was back a few Years ago. I think what your thing is a few years ago was like 15 years ago. <laughs> no, she relaunched with like a kinder, gentler, oh, less okay. intense She's not version. just like yelling. Yeah. But no. it was like nice yelling. She wasn't yelling at people. She was just yelling at the insanity. Yeah. She didn't want it anymore. She's trying to wake everybody up, get it, get you all out of your uh, the haze. It's holding you back. Number two, the thigh master. Suzanne Summers. Susan, TV's Suzanne Summers host from of Three's Step Company. By Step. She wasn't the host of Step by Step. She was the she mom. She was the mom. Yeah, and Her she was Patrick in Three's Duffy. Company. She was one of the Two babes. gutter celebrities got together <laughs> over a TGIF show. Yeah, that's re- that really is true. <laughs> but uh, the thigh master, which was just kind of a spring you put between your knees and you just you you squeezed your thighs and it worked your thighs out. Yeah, guess what else she put out? What? The butt master. Oh yeah, the butt master. Yeah. <laughs> that was your uh, nickname in college, right? <laughs> the butt master. Uh, the thigh master again. It seemed like something that probably worked, but I think it was like that'll work, but you need to like do other exercises. Like that's not yeah. gonna give you just doing that is not gonna give you Suzanne Summers' body. It might. You're, you're going to have to do some aerobic exercise. You're going to have to work other things out. It seemed like a very, well, it seemed like a very limited piece of exercise equipment, but as but far as, in, beautiful as far as infomercials went, I think it was pretty affordable. Right. You know, and, and way later you had things like the shake weight, like the, these types of like not machines, uh, something they could ship in a box to you and, you know, maybe you'd be deluded enough to think like this is I'm going to turn my life around by just doing the shake weight. Yeah. All right. But again, if you, if if everything else is too hard for you, at I least don't this think is Suzanne Summers was claiming that this would radically transform your life. She said, I'm Suzanne Summers and I'm here with something that's going to radically transform uh, was, your life. I was wrong about that, I guess. Tim, the number one. Well, the number one they give to one product, and I'm going to give it to a man. And that name, that man's name is Ron Popeil. Okay, I was afraid you weren't going to mention Ron Popeil. Tim, were you out of your mind? Well, we're 50 minutes into the episode. Uh, uh, well, you got to get people to listen all the way through, don't you? Uh, the Popeil heads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they gave the number one to uh, Ronco GLH Formula Number Nine Spray on Hair. Right. Probably his most like well-known product, right? Yeah, but he had a wide. He variety. had a lot of products, but that was, I think, like the most, uh, uh, like the craziest product. Right, that was the one that we know thing. We know Ronco because of 
comedies. Exactly. And that so, like, was that's just the prime most mockable. comedy. The Chopomatic, that's uh that's something that you also see a lot um, yeah. mocked. A hand food processor. A dialomatic. Um which is a lot of these things. It was like pretty. It was just a thing to chop up vegetables. You know what the thing actually maybe one of its most is the pocket fisherman. Yes, which I had as a kid. Oh really? And I didn't. I don't think I. I don't think I fully understood that it was supposed to be a real fishing rod. Uh, I thought it was just kind you of just like used a, it to pretend to fish. Yeah, I thought it was like a toy because hmm. it was little. It would fold up. It was pretty neat. I, you know, I'm going to go find that pocket fisherman. Maybe I'm going to go uh, fish in the Gowanus Canal, see what I can catch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, can I... But again, it was selling like a dream, and the dream would be you can always have this on you, and anytime you come across a river or a lake where you're like, you know, I got, I got, some, uh, I got a few minutes to kill before my next meeting, maybe I'll get some fishing in. Yeah. You didn't have to bring the big long poles anymore. No, which I usually just carried with me all the time. <laughs> right, uh, put a lot of eyes out that way. Tom, uh, the Ronco product that was most near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. was one that um, I think the late '90s, early 2000s was in heavy rotation. Yeah, the Showtime rotisserie. Yes, a small rotisserie oven designed for cooking smaller sized portions of meat. Such as whole chicken and lamb. I, and I do you remember the what? catchphrase? Set it and forget it. Yep. That he he had that for a lot of things. Yeah. Apparently, set it and and he would make the and, audience do it with him. And then yell, forget set it. it and forget it. Yeah. yeah, I think like the spray on hair was his most. Like everybody knew about that, but uh, and I'm sure it's sold, but I can't imagine it sold like. The numbers that the rotisserie right. uh, chicken did, and the rotisserie chicken was uh, maker was or the show what was it Showtime rotisserie? Yeah, uh, more expensive too, but also you know appeals to a wider audience. Everybody could use a rotisserie. Yeah, it, that was a very well produced. Like I was like, eh, I should probably do this. I'll that, become a that meat was, guy. That was one that was like probably the most similar to a TV show because it was set up like a cooking show mm. and it was just, I'm going to do a cooking show, but I'm going to, everything's going to be cooked in this product. A, a similar one that he had along those lines was the giant dehydrator. Oh, I don't even remember that and, one. And similarly, it was like a cooking show and you just had a big dehydrator and it was like, look, you can make beef jerky. You can make fruit roll-ups. And again, it's selling you the idea of like, stop buying fruit roll-ups at the store. You could just put an apple in here and <laughs> cook the hell out of it and just tell your kid, this is just as good. It's not just as good. Uh, he also had, uh, an, uh, this one was before our time, but very uh, famous, uh, Mr. Microphone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and this is a great, I, I mean, to this day, I think it's a pretty cool idea. That you could broadcast onto a radio. Yeah, it was a microphone, a, a battery-powered microphone that you could, that I I don't know if you could change what, st- probably not. Probably it had like maybe. A uh, very. Maybe like three. Narrow band. Yeah. yeah. That were open FCC-wise or whatever. 
And whatever you said into this, it would transmit that uh, uh, on the radio waves. I mean, not very far. I think maybe like 100 feet. But yeah, of course. Why would you need? <laughs> well, I remember in the infomercial, they would show uh, people uh, like pulling up at a, at like a red light and being like, put your radio to this. And then being like, hello, I'm Mr. <laughs> Microphone. And then being like, Whoa. But but the you know the more common use would be like oh you can use this as like a makeshift speak you know yeah. uh, PA system hey you having a family reunion at the park just bring yeah. a transistor radio and Mister Microphone yeah um do you, was that a thing that you actually saw or was that from the Simpsons episode <laughs> where Bart gets the I think it was from the Simpsons <laughs> episode most of my yeah. knowledge of anything in culture from before I was born. Comes from The Simpsons parodying yes. it. Um, uh, Tom, are you still on Ra on uh, Mr. Well, I just Popio? want to mention okay. he also talked about Mr. He also had Mr. Dentist. I don't know Mr. Dentist. It was basically like a, a an electric toothbrush. Yeah, oh. but it had like that rubber tip that they use when you get like a dental cleaning. Oh yeah, so that's what made Mr. De- but when I saw the name Mr. Dentist, I was like, was this like a home dental kit? And then I looked it up, and it's like, oh no, it just cleans your teeth. It doesn't pull teeth or do fillings or anything like or that. Mock you until you have a small mouth. I wonder how many dentists were mad that it's not Doctor Dentist; it's yeah. Mister Dentist. Mm, it's Mister Dentist to you. Uh, he had Mr. Another... Dentist is my father. <laughs> Call me Peter Dentist. Uh, kitchen magician. That almost is, rhymes. Which is which is a good name. Just another way to like chop things mm-hmm. up. Inside the eggshell egg scrambler. Yeah, that one. That one seemed weak. He hated getting little <laughs> white bits in his scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah, and it was like we'll just get better at cracking eggs. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, the the vegomatic and the dialomatic. Another great, uh, uh, I don't know, there's a slogan, but a line here. Slice a tomato so thin it only has one side. <laughs> That's just objectively <laughs> untrue, though. Uh, and he's also famous for, oh, uh, one more product. The uh, uh, Two more products. Smokeless, smokeless ashtray. Yeah. Which I think was just an ashtray with a fan in it. Mm. And uh, electric pasta maker. Which I remember seeing a lot of ads for. Because it was like, make your own pasta at home. And then they would show you, you can make chocolate pasta. It's like, ooh, uh, chocolate that's pasta. That's something that appealed to probably seven-year-old Tom. Exactly. But again, it's one of those products where it's like, oh, I could stop buying boxes of pasta for 99 cents. <laughs> I can <laughs> just make it at home. But the appeal was like, but it's fresh. It's like, eh. Yeah, but it's fresh made from some machine you yeah. bought from television. Uh, but I was going to say also famous for the phrase, but wait, there's more. Right. He came up with that. Tom, mm-hmm. did you know that Apple did infomercials in the 90s? Oh, I don't think I did know that. And as soon as Steve Jobs came back to Apple, he, yeah, was, he like, was like, cut that shit yeah, out. Get, what are you doing, you idiots? <laughs> yeah. Well, probably nobody. They probably weren't working either. Yeah. But also like... That's the perfect use for an infomercial, probably a little earlier than that. Yeah. Being like the ben- showing you the benefits of having a home computer. Yeah, I think there were some like e machines, like remember that company? Mm. Uh no. 
Where I think they would have like commercials where it was trying to sell you on the benefits of having uh, a computer that you could hook up to the internet. Because maybe customers had older computers where they were like, I bought that computer. It cost the 2022 equivalent of (laughs) $30,000. And uh, I've never used it. Tom? Mm Mm-hmm. You and your silly article from your fly-by-night publication uh-huh. didn't touch on my favorite, most formative. Well, let's hear it. Maybe. We'll do it. After the plugs? After the plugs. You can go to tcgt.com to find out more about our podcast. All our links to our social media is there, uh, our Reddit, our Discord, all that nonsense. Go to patreon.com slash complete guide for it's episodes. It's not nonsense. It's for, great. It, it's nonsense in the best way. Yeah. Uh, but wait, there is more. We we popped into the Discord and did some <laughs> shtick, yeah. and nobody wanted to to hear about it. And I didn't even realize it was you, legitimately. Yeah. You and said something. I razzed you. Yeah, you came back a little bit, and like a couple people like put like smiley faces yeah. on them, and then they went back to talking about what they were talking. Yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> so if that's, that's interesting, <laughs> we carry no cachet in our own Discord channel. <laughs> tcgt.com you can find all those links patreon.com slash complete guy to get uh uh books of podcasts this week we are continuing how to make friends and influence people how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie carnegie Carnegie. uh and learning learning how to do both those things how to win friends and influence people tim i've already made a hundred new friends a hundred new friends yeah uh just i'm working on learning all their names do you do you know any of their names? There's a guy. There's a one guy named Tom. Oh, that's your which name I, too. That's yeah, what I that's said. How that's how I remember yeah, okay. it. Patreon.com/slash/complete guy, and you can get that. Uh, we got live shows in London coming up. TCGT.com/slash/live. We don't have the live stream tickets available yet. There will be a live stream. We're working on it. Hopefully, they'll be up soon. But I think we should implore people. Yes. If you're in London. Buy tickets. Yeah. Tim wanted to set up some kind of local blackout so nobody in London can buy (laughs) streaming tickets. They would have to come to King's Place uh, to to see us, which you should. It's going to be a lot of fun. What is it? September 16th and 17th or 9th and 10th? No, I think 16th and 17th, something like that. TCGT.com slash live is where people can find out for themselves. That's always so mad at us. It's a a Friday and Saturday. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. But please, I feel like we we really have to start promoting this and and encouraging uh, people in London and in the wider UK. Hey, Hey. take a trip to London. When's the last time? We're coming all the way from New York. What's your excuse? Yeah. I I don't want to come to New York, all the way from New York to play to like eight people. Well, don't. This isn't going to convince somebody if they're like, "Oh, only eight people are going to be there." I don't know. It'll be sold out. Both will be sold out. People will be uh, get pa- your tickets now before they're people sold will be out. passing out because they're crushed up against the yeah, stage. Yeah, come here and get crushed <laughs> in a wave of people. Uh, that's all the plugs. Oh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Yeah. All right, Tom. Uh huh. You failed to mention. Yes. Amazing Discoveries with <laughs> Mike Levy. Levy? 
Yeah, so this was one that was like more than any tried to lean into the idea that it was a TV show, right? They made a hundred episodes. Wow. And it was different products every time. Yeah. Okay. It was parodied on Friends. Actually, it was on Friends. Like he was on Friends. They licensed it. Like they. Uh, Joey got an acting gig as like an actor in one of them. Oh, okay, yeah, because there was always like a like a rube. It was kind of set up like Mister Wizard. Yeah, exactly. There was like a set, like a like a kitchen set, mm-hmm. a host, and the host. Uh, but the host was this guy Mike Levy, and sadly a, and passed a away. Dummy that s- stood next to him and was no, like, he was the dummy. Oh, was he? He was like, yeah, I can't believe And then they'd bring on like an Australian guy yeah. or another oh, guy okay. to now like I'm, come in yeah, and, or a, a British this. guy to be like, oh, and this is what the Super Slicer, the Super Slicer, I bought that one. <laughs> it was essentially much like one of the Ronco products. Yeah. It's basically a mandolin, but mm-hmm. it also had some teeth came up, so it could also uh, like dice things. Wow. So it could play music and dice things. Uh, Me and friend of the show, Chris, Uh uh, went in on it in fifth grade on the Super Slicer. (laughs) Why did you, why did two 10 year old boys buy a Super Slicer together? Because we we enjoyed, (laughs) it was another thing where we were like, wouldn't it be funny if we bought this (laughs) stupid thing? Yeah. And we did, and we made the coleslaw that the video taught you how to make when you Uh you came with a video that told you how to make coleslaw. I don't much care for coleslaw. I didn't at the time either. Um, It was pretty good coleslaw, and that was the only time we ever used it. Wow. And he he's like, we'll keep this at my house. Oh, you idiot. You fell for that. Fucking Chris, man. Yeah, he probably probably made so much coleslaw that you never even got to taste. Uh, Hey, I just want a taste of that slaw. Yeah. Chris, give me a taste of that slaw. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast.